This is the podcast that rocked for May 5th, 2023. Weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. My name is Luke, host of the YouTube channel Rocked. Hope you are all doing well. And we're going to talk about some of the bigger news that happened with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Actually inducting Rage Against the Machine. I was not expecting this. This is the third time, if I'm correct, that they have been for the nominations and they will be in there as, my opinion, probably headliners, along with other names in big rock, including... Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, DJ Cool Herc, and Willie Nelson. Though I actually do think Willie Nelson totally belongs in. He should have been a long time ago. However, all these names are fine. I don't have a problem with those names in. The big news is Rage, though. This is a huge situation, and Rage actually made a statement about this on all social medias. It reads... It is a surprising trajectory for us to be welcomed into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In 1991, four people in Los Angeles formed a musical group to stand where sound and solidarity intersect. We called ourselves Rage Against the Machine, a band who was well known for our albums as we are for our fierce opposition to the U.S. war machine, white supremacy, and exploitation. It goes on to many other statements they said, and they really make all their points across right now. The reason I'm pointing all this out, and I'll post it on rock.net, the actual statement with Instagram and everything. If you thought that Rage Against the Machine was not going to be political at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you must be living under a rock. If they do end up performing at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you would better believe it's going to be a massive political speech statement. This is the band when on their comeback tour last year had abort the Supreme Court behind while they were playing. I also want to point out it might have been the best concert I've ever been to. It really was that good. That was the show in Chicago where Zach hurt his leg moving around. It was that good. Regardless, will Rage Against the Machine make a statement at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and will the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame have to apologize after? Speaking of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame apologies, they've once again apologized for Iron Maiden not going into the Hall of Fame and how they don't hate metal and metal is appreciated, blah, 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 blah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame members also said that Iron Maiden will eventually get in one day. We all might be dead by then, but yeah, I'm sure it'll happen. In other huge rock news, Aerosmith announced the Peace Out Tour. This is a massive arena tour through the U.S. and going overseas as well. This is probably going to be the final full Aerosmith tour, or at least that's what it's advertised as. I would say go to this if you're capable of it, but keep in mind, tickets are massively expensive. We were looking at tickets just on the floor, $1,600. $1,500 goes to Ticketmaster. The tour will kick off in Philadelphia in September, go all the way through January, ending in Canada, and it'll probably go overseas after that because Aerosmith is beloved over there too. I don't know how else to say it. This is probably going to be a massive spectacle of a tour. Go if you can, but be understanding you might be eating ramen for a couple of weeks to pay for it. In KISS Members Are Idiots news, Paul Stanley started giving his thoughts about transgender youth, something he probably doesn't know that much about. And as of now, May 5th, he's walked back some of his controversial statements that I'm not going to even really say. I'll say that this, though, he's walking it back because now he realizes, ooh, Oops. I don't think he realized just how bad he overstepped some of his boundaries like this. While my thoughts were clear, my words were clearly not. Most importantly, and above all else, I support those struggling with their sexual identity while enduring constant hostility and those whose path leads them to reassignment surgery. It's hard to fathom the kind of conviction that one must feel to take those steps. A paragraph or two will remain far too short to convey my thoughts on point of view, so I'll leave that for another time and place. So it was an apology without him changing his thoughts, but acknowledging that it's a big decision. Pretty standard kiss statement. And he's taking walking it back just from the master, Gene Simmons. 
And some interesting Metallica news, but not really to do with the band themselves. Somebody made a 72 seasons abbreviated edit. So think of it as 60 seasons. They subtracted 15 minutes from the total track time, chopping off repeated segments, speeding things up, things like that. It sounds good. And I think this would have helped. I also want to point out that someone sped up if Darkness had a son and the song is amazing if the song was played at a faster tempo. That changes everything, understandably. But what my argument is, when you can track off 15 minutes from the total track time and it makes things better, or at least you can't notice, that's saying something. In other touring news, Shinedown announced the Revolution's live tour starting this fall in St. Louis, and they're going to be with Papa Roach and Spirit Box. People on the Spirit Box side are saying, why are you going out with butt rock bands? However, I have to say, one, last year's Spirit Box tour was fantastic. High production, high value, sounded great. Two, I don't see the argument of why Spirit Box wouldn't want to play with Shinedown, who they've known for a while. Keep in mind, Shinedown and exactly Brent Smith were the ones that helped pay for a lot of funding for Spirit Box when they were forced to cancel a lot of stuff during pandemic. And two, this is going to expose Spirit Box to many, many, many new listeners who might not listen to Spirit Box as all they listen to is FM radio. They're going to get thousands of new fans. Also, Spirit Box is great, so I'm pretty sure they're going to do just fine. In comparison, Ginger is opening up for Disturbed. Same principle. Sometimes it's worth it to tour with bands who aren't exactly right directly in your wheelhouse. Some of the notable new songs this week came out and Bring Me the Horizon released Lost yesterday with a very violent music video that I will not be able to play on new music nights, but I'll still play the audio. It's good. And Ollie Sykes, Jordan Fish, the band, they said the next post-human EP will have a much more pop-punk, emo, faster vibe than Bring Me the Horizon is used to. And Lost really defines that. Here's the thing, though. Lost works. I don't love it more than the best Bring Me the Horizon songs ever, but the song truly works. It's done well. There's big hooks. It sounds lively. I think Bring Me the Horizon are still proving they can handle any genre. When they put enough energy and attitude into it, they can pull it off. And metal sweetheart Poppy released a cover of Kitty Spitz, which is extremely fierce, angry, and exactly everything Kitty should represent. Poppy did a fantastic job. The song and track are great in only two and a half minutes. Kitty said they were proud of the cover. All things are good, and I am all for more Poppy being angry and fierce in that adorable little package. (laughs) To wrap up some idiot news, Ted Nugent had a show canceled for his transphobic comments in Alabama. Now, I'm not saying he made the comments in Alabama. I'm saying that his show in Alabama was canceled. Do you know how much of a trash hole you must be to be Ted Nugent making transphobic comments that are so obscene and awful that even Alabama has to cancel you? Ugh. All I can say is there's a lot of contrarians out there that are trying to say, well, you should respect him as a guitarist, or, well, you gotta listen to his old stuff, it was really good. No, you don't. You do not. Do not think you have to pay any attention to that man. He is awful, and everyone knows it. Now time for Billboard's mainstream top three rock tracks, the songs that are either plaguing or blessing Radio Rock. Coming in at number three, Godsmack Soul on Fire. Number two, Papa Roach Cut the Line. And number one, Linkin Park Lost. No, this is not the year 2001. It is in fact 2023. Do you understand my problem now? With mainstream FM radio and rock airwaves, they play the same bands on Reliance and over and over again. The fact that Godsmack is still sniffing in the top ten 
win is disgusting. Cut the line has been there for quite a while, and I get Papa Roach has a massive fan base. Linkin Park's Lost is a unique novelty because this is a new old song. It's been number one for quite a while, too. Still not okay with Godsmack's Soul on Fire being number three. Ugh, who is still blasting Godsmack in 2023? That was your news for this week. Thank you guys for tuning in and checking things out. Hope you all are having a fantastic week. As a heads up, we have New Music Night every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern on Twitch, playing new music that dropped in rock, metal, alternative, indie, punk, and industrial. It's a lot of fun, live interaction. You get to vote on every song. Also want to thank Chris Doman and Dom Noble for their support on Patreon. You can join that and get early access to a lot of stuff and the weekly new music playlist. Also want to recommend you to Dom Noble on YouTube for all your literary and film adaptation coverage, who's a very entertaining man. Also want to point out if you're a professional wrestler, fan check out the podcast wrestling soup some of the funniest and insightful discussion on the dark and sometimes hilarious world of professional wrestling and finally radio dead air on youtube if you want to see just how stupid humans can actually be this is the stupid human coverage show radio dead air on youtube have a great week hope you all are doing well and we'll see you next week on the podcast that rocks <laughs>